0: Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast, with Mike Coffee of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all, as well as the podcast, on Instagram and YouTube.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Episode 77, Level 7 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where we will go behind the scenes and find out the truth behind a missing mayo. We'll tell you the secrets that Big Mayo doesn't want you to know about. But first, a word from our sponsors.
0: (laughs) Oh, Big Mayo is our sponsor this week. Uh, Thanks to (laughs) Big Big Mayo. Mayo. No, uh, our (laughs) sponsors are, of course, patrons. Patrons, you can find, or you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Another Woodshop Podcast. And Matthew Gerard did just that. He's our latest member of the Meh Army. And not only that, he's a twenty dollar VIP Meh what?
1: member.
2: Well, so big He gets a to sticker that. from Dan. Well, yep. He doesn't just get a sticker, but he's he's going to get himself something special if uh, he pays attention to the uh,
0: Let's Patreon. Right That's right, Patreon <laughs> page. Yeah, yeah so tell him more. after the show tonight, we will get a post up for the patrons. It will be up for one week. And if you're a patron, all you have to do is just respond something silly to this post. I think what we decided what our favorite sh- moment from the show. Just tell us your favorite moment from the show. Favorite show title. Favorite
1: show, show title slash moment slash that anything thing like that slash
0: cookie guessed. recipe slash, slash from cookie recipe. Guns and Roses. Any, Last any for of those your things? social. Any other, made like, la- the first nine of your social, and uh, we're good to go. No, no first uh, three, good- last six. Yeah, right. Keep it keep it simple. No, so yeah, get in there, and if you're a patron, you can get in, and we have five tumblers with the AWP logo on there we're giving away. And then, for the VIP patrons, um, we're going to do another post. I don't know what that's going to be. You just have to say me or I or something that you're there. But... Um, we're going to make another Tumblr, special Tumblr that just has the AWP logo, and then mine, Dan, and Pete's logo on the back as do well. I feel like so.
1: the $20 patrons, they deserve it. They're all entered.
0: Yeah. They're yeah, you're right. Dudes. They're automatically entered. Yeah, we'll pull the list. We'll do it that way. That's a good they idea. They made it. You're right. I like it. Doing it live. $20 patrons, you don't have to do anything. We don't need another post. You're just going to be uh, entered automatically, automagically, actually. Automagically. Um, yeah, so big thanks to our patrons. You guys are awesome. And uh, we'll be announcing... Winner. The post will be up through next week, so if you wanted to become a patron, now's the time. And uh, if you didn't want to become a patron, uh, you should do that anyway and go against your gut instincts and become a patron. So, because um, <laughs> you can win a Tumblr. <laughs> no, it's a uh, upwards of twenty four ninety nine value depending on where you buy it from.
1: Um, anyway, I'm saying, saying value. Just say it's. <laughs> It's the got value. the special logo
2: know. on it. So the value goes up a little bit.
0: Twenty
1: four. We, got, oh, we got the guy that made them. We got him to come down on a price because he wanted yeah. to charge like $50 for shipping and handling. He was really he was really a jerk. <laughs> uh,
0: also, we're starting a new segment. Well, we're not starting it. We're kind of getting it going now. But Dan doesn't know it. But he's going to sing right now.
2: Go Black Benny!
0: Ram, him And that's our new review segment. So uh, Dan, you already gave me the audio clip for that. So thank you so much. I I did. did Yeah. You sang it right before we started. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be hard. I hope you guys liked that. That was good. Um.
1: (laughs) Not like a little copyright strike right before the reviews. I can't remember what
2: I sang. I can't remember what I sang. Well. My memory's that bad, everybody. Black Betty. Anyway,
0: so. This. uh, Oh black uh, Betty,
1: me uh, oh yeah. <laughs> to be That's gonna
0: be the new <laughs> well,
1: track for when like, we uh, go into that instead of the. This, one is, from why <laughs> this is why I'm hot. This is why.
0: All right, we got uh, several new uh, reviews. I think there's three. I don't know if we got this uh, one about six in a row. That's a new one. There's four. Yeah. So this uh, five out of five star review is from Regalst, which I believe is Lee from Regal Street. Uh, Hi, my name is RJ. I used to have E D, but ever since I listened to episode six oh ever since I listened to six episodes in a row of this magnificent trio, (laughs) all I wanna do is tap that ash. Thanks guys, you saved me. (laughs) Hammy
1: out (laughs) RJ Hammy.
0: RJ Hammy, thank you for checking in. What a great double triple like lead in there, Lee. She's okay. Could be Danielle. (laughs) Uh Camo's Woodshop says game changer 5 out of 5. Ever since I started listening to AWP, my credit score my credit score has increased 100 points. Dang. My car's extended warranty has been my car's extended warranty's been extended due to answering the potential scam phone calls. Not to mention the gas mileage I've increased in my car because I'm using Bluetooth to listen to it. <laughs> Love the show. Look Facts. forward to hearing it each week. Thanks. Cameron, thank you, Cam. Uh Najessa. Oh, this is Jen. From JS Handcrafted, uh, my dog loves them. No, really, my dog loves them. <laughs> five out of five. <laughs> Big thanks, uh, uh, Crash Punk, five out of five says, "I can ride a bike again. <laughs> I used to have insane hemorrhoids, but because of AWP, <laughs> burning and itching has finally gone away. Thanks, AWP." <laughs> hey, this is where I've
1: noticed. I've noticed, really- I've noticed that a lot blog. of these
0: reviews, like, have something to do with
2: itching. Have you noticed this? I think that's like, like our third or like fourth we're... review that has something <laughs> yeah. to do with itchy.
1: I mean, So we're like either baby powder or, uh, I don't know, like crystals. We solve a lot of ailments. but
0: <laughs> Gold
1: bond powder. Oils,
0: natural oils or whatever. <laughs> natural oils. Yes, rub some kumquat oil <laughs> on it. That was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> um, uh,
1: wait, I have a little thing to drop in there because yes? there was a couple of confused bodies in the pre-show. We are going to be at the Blackthorn Resort for the Maker Camp, uh, this October, I believe it's the 9th we're going to be there. It's a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Dan, you're flying on the 7th. It's okay. That's in the future, buddy. Calm down. Um, I was trying
2: to count to nine.
1: <laughs> to nine with two hands. It's it's impossible. Don't even try. So we are all going to be there. Dan, Mike, and myself, and Emma, actually, we're all going to be uh, at the Maker Camp on Saturday. So keep an eye out for us. Uh, if you're trying to get tickets, I think there might still be tickets available, there might not a very be short hands-on period of tickets, time. but there are also, so there's basically viewing tickets where you just like get to look and then you get to look Lookin's and touch free, for more money. It's
0: not free. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> looking's not free. Touching's going to cost you even so more. So
1: if you're in the area, if you want to, you know, come by and do an elbow bump or open mouth kiss, whatever stage of COVID we're at, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we'll see you guys there. That's it. Just want to shout it out. Cool.
2: Right on.
0: Um,
1: and that's in East Durham, New York.
0: Yeah. Right on, East right Durham. on, right on. Durham. It's the Dur- Durham. Durham. Uh, which is my favorite of all the hams. All the hams. Um, well, we've got through all that stuff. Oh, we, we didn't get through what's on my bench. We got to do that part. Dan's got to sing again his beautiful voice. Uh, again. What's on my bench? All right, there it is. Thank you, Dan. Uh, you know what? Dan, what's on your bench this week? Not a whole lot. I know you're shocked. But like I'm sure I got that- after
2: last week's show, I got knocked on my rear end. I thought I, I literally thought I had COVID, so I went and took a, a COVID test, and I just got the results back like yesterday or this morning. This morning, it's Thursday. I don't. I didn't have the COVID, but what I had was a uh, a pretty nasty sinus infection, which like it, it's still lingering. I'm still like nasally sounding, and I still have a little bit of uh, phlegm in my throat. That was a did sexy you, sound, wasn't it? Little general grievance. That's a did you general have to? grievance. Um, so anyways uh, that kind of knocked me out for a while I was I was out of the shop for a couple of days and uh, I've been working on uh, the slide tables that I have to make and send to San Francisco I almost said New York but that's the wrong side of the country so I have to make those send them to San Francisco I made a uh, uh, a mosaic and I, I put a like a collegiate sign In the middle of it. I thought that turned out pretty cool. Go sports. Yeah. People like sports. People like the sports. You know, the holidays are coming up. So I'm trying to ramp up and like offer new things and hopefully don't get sued. Don't come at me, NCAA. And then.
0: uh, Don't even mention them.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Can you cut that part out? Yeah. Nope. Delete the actual out. Anyway, I, I was working on something else and I can't remember what it was. Fifteen end tables. Oh yeah, end door. tables. Yeah. I'm working on end tables. <laughs> uh, I have to make a an end table that's the base is going to look like like a just a, like a collection of sticks, and I need to figure out a, a way bundle to bundle
0: of them. <laughs>
2: yeah, a bundle of sticks.
1: <laughs> is, is this Dan? I need you to answer honestly. This is this going? you? You just trying to get rid of scraps?
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> You're like, I'm actually what making if just what if I just tie them together with twine? <laughs> no, I'm gonna make it out of a Peruvian walnut, actually. So, nice. it, it's gonna look nice. I just need to figure out how to get them to connect and look okay. So, I bought some string. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna use string, I'm gonna use screws, drywall screws, <laughs> no um, deck
0: screws, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I what I what I did was I went and bought some two by fours from Menards, the place mm. where you can't get mayo currently.
1: What's your price like on two by fours?
2: Actually, it's not bad. It's come down quite a bit. It's uh, I've I think been they hearing were,
1: it's coming down in a lot of places.
2: They were like three thirty nine. Yeah, it's reasonable for the premium stuff. <laughs>
1: It was like twelve dollars in California.
2: Well, it was crazy high here too. It was like I think it was like almost ten dollars, or maybe a little Uh, bit more. We were like
0: nine or ten bucks right now. (laughs) I can't even believe this. A two by four prime white wood. It's two seventy seven.
2: I would go load up on those right now if I was in California because crazy. I would. Those are going to be like a hot commodity if you know what I mean. Pretty soon, just saying. Because of because of all the uh, fires. I'm just saying, you know. Oh, I mean, it, you're, you're not wrong. I'm not making fire jokes. I'm no. just, you know, no, giving you, financial advice. Who would um, do that in the pre-show? <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've been working on that. Also, yes, uh, Mike alluded to this. I took a commission for a very large door that I have to make for another client. They're building a house. You get to make it. What what did I say? Did I say something I have wrong? to make it. Oh, I get to make it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, this client is is building a brand new house, big big nice house, and uh, so I'm kind of like working with their architect, and Ooh. they want a very large door. Uh, it orig- originally, they wanted eight foot by uh, I want to say forty inches across, and they wanted out of solid quarter sawn white oak, and that was that's what they specifically asked for, which is kind of mind boggling to me. Usually, clients are just like. I want light wood. wood. I want wood. Light wood. Light wood. Yeah. Can you make the, the light wood these, dark? These folks, these folks wanted quarter sawn white oak. And I was like, all right. Yeah, now we're talking. So I'm making that. And I hadn't gotten around to buying the wood yet, which is probably a good thing because the they called me and they're like, hey, we're going to make that a nine foot door. I'm like, oh, okay. I will write up a new in- invoice and send it off to you. And then I also have to make the uh, the uh, door jam for it and everything. I am not hanging that sucker. That thing is going to be like three hundred pounds. I already right. told them I will build the door. I will make all the necessary things for hinges and everything. I'm not hanging it. <clears throat> Ain't happening. Not you not fi- this guy. I'm out. not that guy.
0: Or you can have them sub it out.
2: Oh, their contractor will do it. I'm not doing it. Oh, good. Yeah, this has already been negotiated in in agreed upon so yeah that's uh something that's coming up on my bench here pretty soon uh other than that i don't think i have a whole lot else going on you know just standard etsy stuff mailing out bow ties and whatnots what about you mike
0: um i got a lot of like like pokers in the fire right now i can't really talk about a lot of those things but um but what I've actually been doing this week is just finishing up that big English elm table. Finally, it—I uh, finished it last night. Finished spraying it. It was two days of spraying. I did the bottom and then the top, in that order. It was just a lot of spraying. Uh, I I really am really proud of that table. It looks so good. The only things I'm waiting for now are a couple of brackets from Bidwell. They made me a couple brackets and um, also. What else am I waiting for? Well, I guess that's it. Actually, just the two brackets from Bidwell, <laughs> and then I've got to uh, redo the feet. Uh, I put I put a threat, huge, heavy duty threaded inserts on the bottom of it to hold the uh, for the leveler. Those from feet
1: Bidwell for, as well.
0: Rampa. The threaded inserts are from Rampa. But oh, okay. actually, so I bought some off of uh, – they don't carry 3 8s because uh, these feet I got for it are big feet. The They're feet. big. Okay. The bolts are three-eight But they bolts.
1: do carry inserts, right? On that yeah, they carry rampa. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. they oh, carry
0: rampa right. inserts. That's all they carry. If you use code COFFEE10, 10% off. Yes, use COFFEE10. But they don't have – they don't carry the 3 8s They only carry the quarter-inch because that's what everyone uses for all their C-channel. But rampa does have – the three eighths threaded inserts, and I'd reached out to them. I was like, "Look, I do you have them?" They said, "Yes, we have them in packs of a I was like, "I need four. Could you help a brother out?" So they they sent me four four rampa inserts for that. So I had bought some on Amazon, um, and they were Power Tech, and I wrenched them in, and they broke in the piece of <laughs> <Like> snaps. <laughs> yeah, the, the the inserts broke. They were garbage. So I, I I got a bolt in there with some CA glue, and I'm gonna it's in there. I'm gonna actually reverse pull it out i'm mm-hmm. gonna take it out of there with the ca glue and the bolt so now
1: i i feel like you could actually use that bag of 100 within the next like year with,
3: oh i'll order it i'm gonna it order on. it
0: i just didn't want to order it right now i mean oh, i okay. actually could use it very soon um on the next but i can get yeah, for sure use it i just didn't need it right now i was like can you just anyway you're right 100 percent i could use it um so, yeah, I, I'm getting done with that table finally. So, I got my cousin coming over Sunday. Um, we're going to wrap up the last bit. We're going to attach the hardware. Uh, I had a piece of six-inch by six-inch, eighth-inch thick angle made from uh, Bidwell. That's going to go on the inside of the miter. Uh, so, it's not visible on the inside. Just to reinforce that miter a bit, I wanted to give that thing some strength. Um so it's just got a bunch of custom steel underneath it that you can't really see it's all hidden underneath there that's they didn't want any hardware visible. so doing that, I did have to add when I was' doing the job walk with them, they asked that i I add a pocket to the back side or to the underside on the end of it. And what it is basically is it's like a stop dado, but a big one. And it's going to go over the top of the pony wall and shroud the pony wall. It's going to be pretty neat. I've never done anything like that. So um, I put a piece of plate steel in there for that to rest on the pony wall so the wood doesn't get worn away or whatever. I don't know if that would even happen, but I just put that in there just to keep it safe. So um, anyway, had to do some design work for that. Um, luckily with Bidwell, um, I've got a really good relationship with them. They're really great. Um, I can send them a DXF. Uh, drawing of what I need, and they'll just cut it on their machine because they have a, 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 a water jet to cut out the Sound steel. Dope. So they'll cut. That's how they make all their C channels. So they'll just cut it out for me and bend it with their brake shape machine. So it's really nice. I can get that stuff done, and it. Um, you know, they charge. They charge a good price for that stuff, um, and it comes powder coated. It matches their C channel. It's really nice. So, um, and then uh, I've got a bunch of quotes out right now, like a bunch of them. I've got just like an insane amount of requests lately. It's just been really great. Uh, I'm really getting. Inundated. I've been spending a lot of time on administrative stuff lately. I'm starting to uh, just have a lot of that, which is really, really great to be able to have all those possible jobs. So I'm working on that. But also we finally got mm-hmm. an appraiser at the new house. So they're telling us – the appraiser said he wouldn't get us the report until the 1st, which is in a week from now if you're listening. Uh, that'd be September 1st. I don't know why it's going to take a week to write up this freaking appraisal. I don't know how long it normally takes, but I feel like it shouldn't take that long. Um, so we probably won't be closing until like the 7th of September on the new house. Um, and then from there, I'm just like in panic mode trying to figure out <laughs> – I got to get the shop moved. I'm really kind of panicking. So I got to get a lot of stuff done. So and that's – That's pretty far off
2: from your original, like, close date
0: for that house, right? Yeah, we were supposed to close on the 16th, like two weeks ago, week and a half ago. So it's going to be almost a month late. And that's just because of appraisers out here in California. They can't find them. So, um, so yeah, luckily, a lot of makers in the community locally here have offered to help move, uh, which I really appreciate. And I will more than likely be taking up most of them on that. I was going to see if I can get a bunch of people down here. Load up my trailer, load up some people's pickup trucks, drive down there, get everything unloaded, try to figure all that out. Uh, I got to get the CNC over there and um, the planer and the jointer and the CNC are going to be the hardest things. Those things are massive. So that's going to be tough. The yeah. new sander is ordered mm-hmm. and that's going to ship on the 23rd. So I got to get that, figured out. And then Which one uh, did you get again? I got the Laguna 37-2. It's the two-headed 37-inch sander. It's the same one Jeff over at Two Moose has. Um, I wanted a wide belt, but they didn't have – Laguna doesn't have a wide belt option in a single phase. So, I can't – I I don't think I'm going to be able to get three phase. So, if I do end up getting three phase, um, then I may just immediately sell this one and buy another one. I don't know. We'll Well, see. I really would like a wide belt really bad. I'd like to have – I hear good
1: things about the one you you got. I mean, Jeff just runs like – he does single passes on that thing and he's done.
0: Yeah, I was going to run 120 and 180 on it. So, uh cuz everything comes off the CNC or kind of what I'm doing at like at 80 or 1 100 anyway. So, I'll just go 120 180 for big panels and be, get it done. Some of these tables it's going to help with a lot too. So, um <clears throat> we'll see. I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll I got I made the, a I got a I lot a, of stuff to figure out. I made a post this past week about me using
2: um my drum sander. I have the 2550 mm-hmm. Laguna. And I made a I made a statement about how I wanted bigger, and somebody said, "Why would you ever need anything bigger than a 50? And I'm like, y- "You you d- you have to understand that."
0: Yeah, it's different.
2: You don't have to flip it around, right. and yeah. you, very rarely are you doing fifty inches. Most tabletops are thirty six inches at max.
1: Also, de- depending on how heavy of a cut you take, sometimes you get that little. like... <clears throat> seam in the center which is Yeah, also that. I bit. mean
2: it, it comes with its headaches but yeah I, I really perfect. want that the machine The cantilever too. system the cantilever yeah.
0: system it, it it does work and it will but it's not perfect. If you have to it's rotate a, a panel and flip it around and rotate um you're going to have some weird lo- overline issues where you're just going <laughs> to have to sand anyway. So it kind of eliminates the point <laughs>
4: Like if you work, yeah. if you
0: have to sand to fix your sanding work, it's like, okay, why did I even do this? So the, for me, the 37-inch width is going to be very good because mo- like Dan just said, most tables are typically 36 and you know they kind of go a little small in that. A lot of my tables are bigger than that. Really, anything over that size is coming off the CNC pretty much at 120 and then we just hit it with the big orbital sander. So it goes pretty quick. But uh, a lot of the Etsy things that I've got, those are going to really benefit from that size sander because I'm going to have that new laser, which has a three foot by five foot bed. And that's going to come out of that machine and we can just throw it right onto that sander and get it going. Um, Same with a lot of the CNC stuff for Etsy stores. I feel like, I I feel like a a
2: good belt sander, it it not only just sands, but it also flattens. It's a very good machine for flattening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, when you're using
0: that cantilever option, it doesn't quite work that well. No. Right. It's not as good. It's just – it's not supported on both sides. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that sander. Um, and it's a 30 or 40 amp. It's a five-horsepower motor. It's the same – it's a. It's not quite as – I think it's the same 84. motor as the, the 18BX. Yeah. Um, So no, wait, that's a three horsepower. This is a five. So it's gotta be the same motor as the planer or the jointer. That's pretty bonkers. But anyway, um, it's pretty powerful. I'm excited about that. That's going to be a really good help, especially with all these tables and just everything. It's just going to be good to have. Um, but yeah, we're just getting stuff ready for the house. Saturday, the people who are selling the house are actually out of the house. They're gone. They left as of uh, yesterday. So we're actually going to be going down there Saturday to water the, the lawn while we're kind of waiting for everything to get figured out. I think the realtor is going to meet us down there with the keys, so we can actually uh, take our my my in laws into the house, uh, so they can kind of see things in there and walk them around. I'm gonna I got to take a look at something in the shop. So that's just. Anyway, that was rambling on. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's just what's going on with my week. I just got a bunch of a bunch of plates spinning, Some a bunch of stuff I can't really talk about, unfortunately. I wish I could. There's some really cool uh, potential stuff coming down the pipe for Coffee Custom Builds, so we'll see how that all goes. Fingers crossed. Pete, what about you?
1: Oh, hey, it's my turn. That's my slogan. I don't know. I'm stalling. It's uh, a me, video. <laughs> it's a me, <laughs> um, so So I, I know. It was terrible.
0: That there. joke was pediocre.
1: <laughs> that was that was a ten out of ten Pete joke.
2: That, that... is the show title.
1: Pediocre. <laughs> and once again, I just my crossed out Ray perfectly because I either I either say the show title or I am the show title for like the last half a year. Pete The system works. Pediocre. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right, so um, so last week I got that crazy tool haul with all the clamps and a bunch of wood and all that stuff. And then I got very frustrated with all that wood being in my shop, including all the <laughs> stuff I brought over from the old place. So I I put in some time last, I think, Friday and actually knocked out the lumber rack in the shed. So the entire back wall of the shed, when you open up the doors, I guess sidewall, whichever, you, you walk in through the side, that entire back section, I hung up the old um, rack, the racks from the old shop, which is actually, it's called, I have to look up the name so people know what I'm talking about. It's called Shelf Track from Closet Made, but it's Shelf Track. Basically, it's the stuff that has like parallel lines going up and down the whole thing. And then you put Mm. this like triangular shelf Mm. bracket in there and you can move it up and down. I never thought these were this heavy duty, but I've loaded them up at the old place. And this time I really pushed it. I went floor to ceiling with this thing, uh, and loaded the thing up with wood way more than I had at the old place. And I've had no issues with any kind of sagging, no bolts are popping out or anything like that. You just got to make sure to secure it properly. I put in some, uh, uh, some like big old deck screws with a bunch of washers so that things not coming off the wall, but I've got slabs on there, all my wood. And then I have a whole section for just like less desirable plywoods and things like OSBs and whatnot, because they come in handy sometimes. That, um, some of the slabs, including that like weird cherry slab that I just picked up that does definitely not look like a penis, but uh, <laughs> whatever. I got it. I'm happy with it. And it's got crazy like burl sections in it. So I'm excited to uh, to do something with it. Uh, so I got that cleaned up. That took all the hardwood out of my shop. I will be putting up a... Uh, one of those uh, hungry dong racks up on a wall eventually yeah, so to kind of keep the choice stuff. Cause obviously it's in a shed, just like a lumber yard. You can't like go straight from lumber yard to working with the stuff. Cause it tends to move when you, you want to let it acclimate. So I'll bring choice stuff and stuff. I'm going to work with into the shop, let it sit for a day or so and then start working with it. Um, so that's that. Then uh, what did I do this week? It was like a bunch. There's a whole list. Peter should have it up. Oh yeah, I finally I had like a minute to actually catch up on my orders on Etsy, and I like to pre-pack certain things like the Festool, uh like the cable clips for the the hose mm-hmm. hose cable whatever. What my hose that? Yeah, what hose that? So I actually got to sit down pre-pack all those. Those have been like flying off the shelf, and I always have to scramble last like when I get the order to pack them up and get all the stuff together. So I did that. I kind of caught up on everything I had to ship and started just printing stocks. So I'm like, I'm well-stocked right now. I feel really good. And it's like given such a peace of mind to have this stuff ready. Like, an Etsy order comes in, I can just go, Oop, box, ship. You know, so it feels really good. And I don't have to put in a couple of days to get it all ready. Um, you guys know I was going back and forth on doing the epoxy floors in a shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, basically, do we? The- yeah, decided that I wasn't going to do it a couple of days ago and literally just at got, like
0: 9pm we get a text from you saying guys i decided not to do the, the epoxy it's just going to take up too much time i want to get my shop going literally the next post i wake up to in the morning the next Pete's day he's got like a whole spread of rustoleum
1: garage floor which,
0: post. which has like, been there happened? by the
1: way <laughs> since before we moved in i bought him probably like three weeks before we actually closed on the house but i was i finally got like fed up and i was i was just like I was getting annoyed because I want to just start making things. I'm tired of turning away work. Uh, but then, as soon as what I did is I wanted to kind of lay out the shop. So I packed my trailer, I'm using it as my half car garage. So I have a two and a half car. Yay. <laughs> I'm basically just using it for storage. And I'm going to continue doing that. That's amazing to have all that mm-hmm. storage in there. So just I put packed your tables all there. No, no. I no. have a bunch of we'll MDF the, for this big MDF cab-
0: job I'm doing on the CNC. It's all just sitting in yeah. there. I don't have it
1: in a trailer. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, right, the it's there. Why not use it? Yeah. So I started packing stuff in there, and I started looking at the floor, and it was in. It, it's in really rough shape as far as like stains and other crap, and like oil stains and rust, and whatnot. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna put in four days. Let me just get it knocked out. I I've always wanted this floor. I call me silly, but like I always silly. thought that like it looked really cool. When a garage has that like Ristolium floor with the flakes and stuff, uh, some people have told me not to do the flakes because when you lose stuff, you can't find it. Uh, mm. But I'm going to do the flakes because I just want that look. So I, I decided, I, I said, screw it. I pulled everything out into the driveway, packed the trailer. So all my tools were in the driveway all day and I scrubbed the hell out of my floors. I, you, heck, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I. You have to, like, put a degreaser on there, mix it with water, and, like, rinse it off a bunch of times. So I rinsed that off two, almost three times.
2: That sounds bad for the environment.
1: No, it's actually, uh, it's good. It says it can go in grass and stuff. Ducks love it. Ducks love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then I mixed the etching solution, and that stuff was hard to wash out. I think I rinsed my entire shop out, like, seven times. It was, it was nuts. I just kept having to rinse it off, squeegee it, rinse it, squeegee it. And I kept getting little bubbles forming, but eventually it was all gone. And uh, it's it's also like one of the most humid weeks we've had in a long time here. So I'm kind of fighting with humidity because you can't apply this floor when it's too... It's epoxy. It's not paint. So you can't apply it when it's too humid or too hot. And it's both right now. So <laughs> That sucks. I've been drying the the shop for the last 24 hours at this point, a little over. And it, it the floor is dry, but the concrete like wall around the side is still a little wet. So I decided, you know what, we have an AC at the old place, like a window unit. I asked my dad to bring it up when he was coming up today, so he brought it over. I slapped it in a window, and it's slowly dropping that humidity and the uh, the temperature. So sure. tomorrow morning, I'm gonna get in there and just do the whole half a section. So I'm doing it in half. So first, I'm doing the backside because the floors are completely cleaned. Do the backside wait the full twenty four to thirty six hours and with the humidity and temperature balanced in there with the AC unit, it's actually gonna it should be curing right on schedule. Then I'm gonna move all the tools to the back side and then do the front of it. So nice. if all goes well by this Sunday I'm I'm spinning up tools. That's that's at Sweet. least the goal. So that's exciting. i I'm, it was like a four day derailment, but I'm gonna be really happy that I did it. Um And between all that, all those adventures, uh, I I replaced a toilet today, which is the first time I swapped a toilet myself. It's super easy. Yeah, it is. Um, And uh, I'm kind of kicking myself for waiting this long.
0: Yeah, you can make it makes a nice little improvement on your house. Just put a nice toilet in there.
1: Dude, I had like all these original and I went with the chair height oval, which, by the way, when I posted about those toilets, first of all, hashtag pooping with Pete was like a thing. It was still happening. You know, full swing, it's full swing. Clapping. Gross. But um, when I posted that, full people reached out to me and were like, "Yeah, screw round toilets, oval toilets all the way." I'm like, "Oh, this is a thing." Okay. But did I you get,
2: get a bidet? Be...
1: I no, I have a very good day. I replaced a toilet. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not getting a bidet, Dan. Bidet. I'm not getting a bidet. Come at he is? Well, anyway, he's so he's so <laughs> upset. It's fine. If you get poop on your hand, do you just wipe it off with dry paper? Dan, you're going to have to wipe your butt with Charmin Ultra like a savage. I'm bringing my own bidet.
2: I'm bringing a carry on bidet.
1: I have have toilet paper so fluffy in my house. Nebraska man. People get concerned it's going to cost dogs.
2: (laughs) 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 I'm going to Home Depot and buying a bidet just so I could use it while you're you're in 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 Jersey.
1: Jersey? (laughs) A a portable bidet? (laughs) Yes. Oh that's fantastic. God. Travel. Uh, Travel. Travel bidet. Travel bidet. I'll just hose you off in the yard. Anyways, that, oh, that's, fine. that's been my Dan week. Grabs I'm, I'm excited to tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your dupa. Oh, <laughs> Pardon me. Do you have any banaka? butnaka? Butnaka. 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 All right, That's it. All right. That's, uh, let's get into questions. That's All my right. week. We'll, we'll on this stuff week. Stuff going
0: on. Uh. Well, I lost them. Oh, there they are. Let's see there I they didn't is. there they is. I should have had them up and was ready it? to go, but Michael
1: Minart where is he from?
0: Uh, a yeah. Split Split Finger. Uh well he'll tell us right here. It's
5: split finger yeah. though. I know that for sure. Hey guys, this is Mike Maynard from Splinter Fingers Woodworking on Instagram. And I got a question. I just recently finished my first cutting board. And I put two pieces of paduk in the cutting board. And after putting the mineral oil on it and the uh, Howard's uh, cutting board uh, conditioner, there was still orange coming through the finish. So I tried re-sanding it some and putting a... Black co brand board conditioner that is kind of more like a film type finish and it still does it. Luckily this was a board for myself and not for a customer. So uh, any tips? Did I do something wrong or is this natural? And does it hurt anything to sell boards like this? Because I don't feel comfortable selling them where they're leaking oil like this. Uh, Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks.
0: I'm going to throw it to Dan because he seemed to have an understanding of this situation.
2: Yes. uh, First of all, like the orange that you're getting on your rags or whatever I I assume you're using to wipe uh, the oil on your boards. The orange is dust particles from the paduke. So if you're sanding it to get rid of the the orange, you're just making it worse. So one of the best ways to get rid of that orange is to wipe it down a bunch or use compressed air and blow the crap out of it. Mm. It's really tough. I'm going to tell you that that much. It's tough because peduke really turns into like a fine powder when you dust when you sand it. It's notoriously terrible to get rid of. And uh yeah, it's difficult. You you really need to uh take your time to uh clean up the board before you oil it. Uh I like I said su- like I said I suggest uh compressed air as much as possible. If if you're not using compressed air, whatever you're doing, you're just smearing it around. It's it's really a problem when you're doing like a maple with a paduk together. A lot of times when you sand it, they like kind of blend together and they look a little mushy. Which isn't the greatest, so compressed air, Pete. Uh,
1: Yeah, I totally agree with the compressed air, and also try raising the grain uh, when you're raising it, and actually, like you know, kind of wipe away as you're wiping the board in between your sandings. And don't go too high, because like Dan said, if you go, you're just turning into a powder, and it's just getting into pores. Uh, But I would recommend actually raising the grain with. uh, I use fifty-fifty alcohol. Uh, to like ninety percent alcohol, rubbing alcohol to um, water because it flashes off a lot quicker. Go a little higher on the alcohol might be good. Uh, and then the other thing that I've I've used in the past with uh, what's that cedar that's like purple almost, like very red, like I guess red cedar, right? Just whatever. It's got the it's sapwood on the is eastern red light.
2: eastern red cedar, eastern red
1: cedar, yeah. yeah. So um the sapwood is very light, and the heartwood is almost like purple it's super bright and when i would sand i used to do charcuterie boards out of them and some random cookies and stuff when i would sand it it would just bleed over so if it's a a single stripe that you have you maybe just like as you're wiping applying the oil just wipe in that direction wipe with that board so it doesn't go onto the other boards that are there just go straight down and let that oil soak in and fully dry uh, and then you're not getting any bleeding over to the side. If you're dipping it in oil or pouring a whole bunch on there, you're probably going to run into some issues. So try try applying a little less oil and just doing it in like a straight line and back and forth. Just, yeah. Be-
2: before Mike goes, I want to I want to ask you something. I have
0: no input. I've never worked with mm. So Do you Dan's find
2: do me. you find that that's like a catch-22 situation where you're your water popping it and raising the grain just to sand it again and, and come – come back to the same problem because you're sanding it and creating more quote-unquote powder?
1: I think, well, I'm thinking of the water pop. I just water pop because I water pop everything when I'm sanding. But what you can do is you can actually take that as an opportunity to wipe away. Don't just spray it. Actually, like, wipe away some of the stuff. Okay. So if it lifts up any of the the But after you water
2: pop it, you generally sand it again, yeah?
1: I'll sand it again. And then usually, you know, I'll do it maybe two, three times. If I'm really trying to go crazy, I'll do three times... Um, I'm asking
2: because I struggle with this too. This is a good question.
1: Yeah. I, I water pop everything and I take that as an opportunity anytime I'm working with woods that do have a lot of sawdust or whatever. I mean, this even happens with like, it could happen with walnut and maple, right? Side by side. You know, you're getting bleed over. If you're, especially if you're sanding too high, like there's some people that they see 600 in a store and they use 600 on a cutting board. You don't need that. No. Yeah, honestly, you could get away with 180. This thing's going to get chopped up anyways, but like 220, 240 is like the what everyone goes to. Never go beyond that because at that point, the, du- the dust also Never go so full fine.
2: 320.
1: <laughs> Never go full 320. The dust gets really, really fine and it starts going into the pores and really packing in there and it, it's just like talcum powder at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: You know? I like to hit everything with a microfiber cloth as well as the, um, yep. the dust things. I like to take a lot of my decor stuff to 400. So, I don't, I don't know that I... I mean, I take a, every... Actually, the table I just did is 400. Every table... Anytime I have a surface that people are going to put their hands on, it goes to 320 or 400. But I do agree that 220 and 180 is pretty good. Like, it's going to be just fine for the most part. For sure, cutting board? For cutting board, I, I usually... I mean, because I use... I mean, I use Odis. So Odis, which is another tough. thing. You wipe so, it on. Yeah, you don't have to wipe it. I actually find that Odie's. that
1: does not bleed. I have used it on boards with Paduk in it, and I have not had as and much you can, bleed because... You put it on and just kind of like let it chill and it just cures. You
2: can also yeah. get yourself a tack cloth, which is a cloth that's made to
0: microfiber cloth. That's what that is. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: Is that what that is? A microfiber yeah, cloth? Yeah, that's all. It's microfiber oh. cloth. Yeah,
0: it's the same thing. It just gets really... Basically, I like to sand it to where the microfiber cloth doesn't grab anymore. And that's usually 320 is when that's it like stops grabbing thumb, anything. Good so like with that table, because I was doing, it's English Elm, really wide open grain, really wide open grain, like, re- like white oak wide open grain, I was blowing it off between sandings and then once I got above 180, I was hitting it with the microfiber cloth because that gets everything out of there. And you'll you'll be like, oh, this looks pretty good. Then you hit it with the microfiber cloth. You're like, whoa, this looks really good. There's a lot more depth that pulls out all that crud. So, uh, microfiber cloth and an air compressor is a really good thing to have around you when you're doing that finishing process. Um, yeah. Next question is from Mo Cho. The Chomo, Who know? Mo- I don't know what I'm doing. Moses Cho.
3: Hey guys, it's Moses with Chosen Craft Co. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, and you know, money, 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 money is—I mean, I was thinking about money for sure. Yeah, but you know, money is a driving factor for a lot of us, and I think you guys have made it clear, especially Dan. Um, uh, I don't know, I don't know why I called you out, Dan, but you know, it, it makes sense. At the end of the day, you wanna make a profit. Um, but whatever project that you take, it, it should make sense. Um, so sometimes you raise the prices and prices and other kind of all those kind of fun stuff. But um, what is something that you will never build, regardless of how much someone pays you? I don't know. You guys might have to think about this one. But um, I honestly, I don't know. I should have probably thought about it before I asked the question so that I could. Tell you mine, but oh, I lost my chance. Anyways, can't wait to hear it, guys. Thanks. Pete.
1: For me, it's not what I wouldn't build, it's what I wouldn't do, and that's refinish old furniture. I've done yeah, so really. many refinishing jobs and I hated all of them, and I was literally kicking and screaming the entire time. A tabletop? Yeah, I, I, I might do it. That's just saying, whatever. But if it has like some gnarly, like turned legs on it, molding with, yeah, forget it or crazy molding. I'm not doing it. I I don't care how much you pay me. That's a lie. I'll probably do it for like a lot of money, but it'll be a lot of money. I will not refinish old furniture unless it's like some like super serious, like 18th century door off this castle that we're going to put in our house because we're super rich now. Like, all right, well, you're going to pay me this much money, maybe. And in a year you're gonna to listen to this, you know, when we're still doing a podcast, probably, hopefully. Uh and that might change. Maybe I'll have a re- refinishing business, but as of right now, <laughs> I, I hate I I hate refinishing old furniture. It is literally the worst. Dan, what about you?
2: Well, I've been known to say that I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Oh
1: God. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> No, you Pediatric. took my
2: answer. I hate refinishing stuff. Uh, it's the worst. You
1: outsourced the last job, right? <clears throat>
2: refinishing? Yeah, yeah, actually I did. I had my brother come in and do it. Yeah. Uh, he he tackled all the little details. It had a ton of little details too. It was a really old, it was an old like roll top desk and it had a bunch of little curvy little details. I didn't want to touch it, but I like money. Like Moses said, I don't know why he called me out, but I do like money. So I took the job and I was like, hey. Tommy, my brother, I'll pay you this to do this. And he did it. So we all came out ahead. Um, Another thing I probably won't do is uh, Murphy doors. (laughs) Not doing them. Not doing them. I don't know. I might for the right price. Now that I know how to do them properly. Thank you, Nick. Uh, There's not a whole lot I wouldn't do for money. (sighs) Ask me. $20
0: Twenty dollars is twenty dollars.
2: That's right. That's right. What about you, Mike? What What won't you do for money?
0: Uh, Pete's answer is good. Refinishing. I did refinish a tabletop, but it involved like putting some bow ties in there. That was actually kind of a fun project. So, but like, yeah, like old furniture that I didn't make. Anything. I don't really want anything to do with that. But um, I won't do anything that I perceive to be a liability to Coffee Custom Builds. And one of oh, those things is very good answer. A um. <laughs> Is those f- like epoxy tables where it's like a piece of wood completely encased in in epoxy? Like I finished one of those, but I didn't build that, and I won't I won't build those because I know for a fact in three or four or four or five years those things are going to be sagging and having problems. There's just no way that that wood movement. Is going to – that wood movement is going to keep moving and eventually that thing is going to sag. There's going to be problems. People are going to be getting a bunch of phone calls in the next five, ten years. That's all I'm saying. I won't build those. I won't have anything to do with those. When it's like two pieces of live edge with like the river table style – I mean, I don't really want to build those, but you know, fifteen thousand dollars is fifteen thousand dollars, so I'll build one. But, but like those fully encased epoxy ones, I, I won't touch them. I just know that. I mean, you can at me all you want, but those things are going to become a problem in, in like a, a decade or half a decade for people. That's so, always worried me too. There's just there's just no chance. I that ta- I did. Did I tell you guys about the table that, that table that white elm table, the sag? Yeah. So what? I, yeah, I didn't. I never told you guys. He called. He called me. um He's a great customer. He's bought a bunch of stuff for me. I just did the finish work on that thing. Uh, and when he got it, I initially told him, I was like, hey, you're, this base is not going to be big enough. It's a 10-foot table. It's a six-foot base. So there's two feet overhanging on both sides. I said, uh, this thing's like mostly plastic. And uh, you have it in a, in a south-facing room that's going to get a lot of sun. And this thing's going to heat up. Yeah. the si- I mean, three weeks after I was done, he called me. We're actually still in the middle of dealing with it. I'm actually helping him out. I have no need to help him. I just want to help him because he's a good customer and he doesn't own a truck. I actually came and took the uh, top off of the uh, table with him and I drove it to a metal guy who's adding uh, lengthening, extending the bed or the uh, table base for him. Um, That thing sagged. I mean, it was like three inches of sag in three weeks. Can you imagine, can you imagine if that was all you that you no. built that whole thing, I would be. Can you imagine? In That's panic.
2: Hundreds
1: mode. of dollars of epoxy. Work. Hundreds,
0: yes. yeah, hundred, hundred of dollar. <laughs> 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 no, I mean he's like twenty three hundred dollars into I quoted him originally for it, and then I, I actually, he said, "Hey, I don't think I want to go with you." I was like, "Actually, you know what? I was going to tell you I don't want to quote this job anymore. I just don't want to do a job like this." And that was where kind of I had made the decision where I won't do one of those tables um cuz I quoted him I'll be straight up I quoted him $14,000 and he ended up spending more than that on this table so far so he's like I wish it, you would have done it I was like well I actually wouldn't have done it uh anyways so <laughs> I wasn't going to do it so he spent a lot of money on this table um and he's a good guy I feel really bad for him he's really proud of his table he spent a lot of time making it you know and it's got all these problems so I'm just trying 100 to
1: 100 men 100 days I d- <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I forgot <what> I <laughs>
3: but actually you know i'm
1: gonna agree with you like i if because as far as items that i wouldn't build i i don't think i would ever tackle for a customer maybe for myself just to like get it out of the way and try it out myself i would not for a customer do an epoxy river table like an enclosed one or something like significant i think epoxy work really scares me when it's at Bucket level.
2: So Mike says buckets. that the fully encased tables are going to have problems. I think
0: just the even the river tables
1: are going to have problems. Even the yeah, river I think, tables. I think
0: river tables. Well, I think the one thing that can is going to help with those river tables is the bases. I think the bases are going to really help because I see the guys that do them, you know, correctly. They have some pretty significant beefy bases underneath them. So I think there's going to the be a lot of help from that. Yeah, I don't know how much the C channel is actually going to help with that but i i mean i really don't i think that it resting on the long stretches it's really going to help with but i don't know i think it's it's pretty iffy stuff but we'll see you know i hit yeah, nice, us up in five years know. let us know yeah yeah if we're uh, wrong question great. for
1: you guys like uh, what inches. about like hey <laughs> oh obviously like we've all done like casework and stuff but, like would you ever do cabinets like, i would love to yeah.
0: get into cabinet work just cabinets too mm-hmm. absolutely
1: I feel like it wouldn't exi- excite excite really me boring. like, but I would definitely like take the money. But I'm like, I if somebody told it's me not about exciting, the Kichino, but it's, I would really have to be like, oh
2: it's not All exciting, right. but it takes a very specific skill set, and it is kind of an
0: art form. It is and an art form. It takes a skill set. There is I bought, good money there. I, good money. I, I have my big CNC. As that opposed was to one bad of the money, I want to. That's one of the things I want to do with my big CNC when I, I want to start building that stuff. When we get into this new house, I want to start building some vanities and some built ins. And uh, I actually, I've already gotten a quote from Mosaic, which is the cabinet maker software. So that Mosaic is sick. I don't know if either one of you guys have looked into that. Never no, you of. can literally import a drawing from anything, any CAD uh, drawing, and it'll you bring it into Mosaic and it's not like a spire. I mean, it's like a spire, I guess, but it'll basically break down everything into panels. It'll nest it so it uh uses the least amount of plywood sheets. Oh, it'll so it do- like
1: actually sets up the CNC oh, cut. Oh, for it
0: you. sets up the cut for you, but then it also labels every piece.
1: Oh, that's dope.
0: It puts a label out and you pr- and it, and it <laughs> you hook up your printer to it. It's puts out a, a cuts out the or uh, prints out a label and you put that on the piece of wood for someone to go assemble it. So you can have like an operator cutting and then another guy assembling. It's pretty sick. So mosaic, it's enough. only like 115 bucks a month. So I, th- I'm gonna try to start chasing that stuff in 2022. That's one of the things I want to chase. See, so. And
1: the reason I ask that is because I am. That's not something that I would never do for money, but it's something that I like. It, at least within the next couple months to a year, if someone asks me for like cabinets or kit, like a kitchen, whatever, I'm gonna say no. I don't want it. Like, I don't even do if whole they're kitchen. like really want it. But like, it's.
0: The margins it's not are so way much too low Because like, right now,
1: the thing is, like, for me, personally, this is not my main business. This is my, my side gig. And I want to do stuff that excites me right now. I want to kind of get back into the swing of things just with, like, fun, exciting projects. That's why I'm stoked to make stuff for the house. And for me to just work on, like, cabinets, I'd be like, mm, I'm going to have to pass for now. I've but got, eventually, that you're I've, right. There's money in that.
0: I've got a customer. So, like... The bottom line is like coffee custom builds and I'm not – I don't want to speak for Dan, but Dan – I mean there's just guys that do kitchen cabinets day in and day out and the margins are low and they're just going to smoke you on the price. Like no one's going to come to Pete or Mike or Dan and say, hey, can you build me a kitchen cabinet because yeah. there's guys that do it and they do it better. But I've got a customer who owns a cabin. And they're like, "Hey, we have this specific look we want for the- it's a special it, order. Like they're not looking for building. That's grade. what I would be they, after. That's and what they yeah, will exactly. pay for that. They yep. they're gonna they know going into it. And this guy knows because he's I know the, the industry he's in. He knows how this works. He's not asking for a builder grade cabinet a kitchen cabinet setup. Well, he custom. wants a custom cabinet, and that's the kind of stuff I do want to do. But exactly. you know I also kind of want to start getting better at the uh, built and stuff. So anyway, um, this next question is from Sam Zook." Let me write
4: down the time. Hey, fellas. It's Sam Zook with Heirloom Woodshop. I saw they were running a two-for-one special on podcast questions this week, so I picked up a couple of them for you guys. First, I was listening to the episode that you just did, Mike, of building a furniture brand with Ethan Abramson. Um, for anyone that hasn't listened to it, you absolutely should go listen to, to that episode and, quite honestly, to every other episode because Ethan does a fantastic job. Um there's a lot of great information in your episode specifically, Mike. One of the things that you mentioned was that you think that there are certain tools that are absolutely worth paying top dollar for. Uh, I wanted to ask you and, and, and also Dan and Pete, you know, what tool would you say is absolutely worth spending a f- pretty fair amount of money on, right? Like we can all get you know a cheap drill and, drill and driver. Um, you know, you can, you can cheap out on some stuff, but what's the tool that you think is absolutely worth spending a premium for? The second question I have is I am going to have an opportunity here in the near future to work on a black walnut dining table from the 1880s. Um, it's not stained. It's been refinished a couple of times, but it has that, that natural look of black, of black walnut that has lightened with age. Um, And, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm going to have to do for it is build a couple of new table leaves. Now, we all know that you can stain lighter wood to be darker, but in this case, I'm going to have to try to lighten new walnut to match the old. So my question is, if you guys have any ideas for going about how to do that, how would you go about doing that? Thanks. I love listening to the podcast. I haven't called in a lot at all in the last couple of months, but you know, I, I still listen to the podcast and I think you guys are doing a great job. So thanks. Have a good night.
0: Thanks, Sam. Dan.
4: I
2: think the the one tool that comes to mind right off the top of my head that, that I think is worth, you know, buy once, cry once type of thing is you know, it's the cornerstone of most wood shops is the table saw. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. I mean...
0: Electric hand planer, table saw, yeah.
2: But yeah, table saw for sure. That's going to be on all our little lists. Little. I mean, a good quality table saw, once you get one, you're going to know the difference. You're going to feel the difference. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, how did I live without this for so long? Yeah. Facts. So that that's my answer for that. Uh, as far as your second question about lightening up wood... First of all, you're going to do some test pieces before you do it on the actual pieces, Sam. Uh, you could try bleach. Let's do it. You can try peroxide. Mm-hmm. Those are the two I would try first. Or, you know, if those don't work, maybe try to stain them to match. I know that doesn't quite reverberate with everybody the same way, but. Rubio makes a pretty decent product. Uh, I believe it's. Rubio they're white. white they're pure white or whatever it is.
0: Cotton white and white. Yeah,
2: I think that would be good. Or, you know, you could go the opposite route and stain everything with the Rubio chocolate. That'll bring the color up or darker, darken it. Words are hard. Pete, help me out here.
1: So. Uh, what was the oh, first one the tool? So, I like the table saw, I like that answer. But if you're if you're actually do enough work, I think a sander. It, I know it, it. It seems silly when you're starting out. It it seems silly to me until I use the sander I have now. We all I think uh, we all have the mur- that's good. We, we all that's have the mur- It's like because it's the pro- it's the tool that touches every project. I don't care if I made it on a bandsaw or you know on the table saw or hand cut, whatever, this is one of the last tools that I use on it. A sander will literally make that experience a lot more fun. Now it's, it might not be at the top of everyone else's list, but I think it's something that really is remarkable to have. Uh, The other thing is, and this might not be that you're going for the top, but it's robots, robots for your shop. 3D printer, Creality makes a fine printer. Pine is fine. The Ender's fine. But I can run my printer twenty four seven while I sleep and it's perfect every single time. I don't have to worry about it. And it costs me almost a grand. But it literally just it works while I sleep. You can't get that kind of quality from a printer that's lower end. Yeah, you can, but you're gonna put a lot of work into it, and a lot of us don't have time to be tweaking stuff. We just want things to work. You know, imagine that every time you had to Cut something on your table saw. You have to do 10 minutes of tuning. Get out of here. Nobody wants that. And like CNCs, this is the same thing. Now granted, a $3,000 CNC is not the top of the line. You're not going all out crying once. But do not, and I cannot stress this enough, do not get an Amazon CNC. Spend a two, three grand, get something, get a shape get an X-Carve, get a Onefinity, whatever you decide. Get something in that caliber. Everything below that is junk. Same, you know, the lasers. They're good for engraving. You're not going to cut anything, so you're limiting yourself. But like those, those are my recommendations. Get something that's a higher caliber of those tools. Mike, nope.
2: How would you lighten wood?
1: Oh, how would I lighten wood? Uh, well, Dan had the perfect answer: uh, bleach. And I think you can mix that with. Would you mix it with water a little bit? You're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can mix on it with water. Yeah, you mix it with water. Yeah. Can you mix it with something else? I feel like
2: I. Big, I would steer clear, clear of mix spirits. and bleach with anything other than water. Yeah, yes, no,
1: you're right. Just I think I'm, I'm just thinking be of peroxide. Safe. Mustard, but yeah, yeah. is also a good one. And then the other thing is a walnut's a, a very it's a very varied wood in color. It can go from like like light chocolatey sapwood uh to very, very dark, almost purple colors. So go to your local lumberyard. Look at the, you know, it's a little hard to see sometimes with the rough lumber. So look at the uh, S4S section or honestly bring a little block plane. Yeah, you can get some. Just clean up the piece of wood a little bit just to see what's on there. You might be able to match it. You can get some
2: planks that are pretty, pretty heavy on the sapwood that'll make it look lighter for sure. Yeah,
1: that's a good, that's a good answer. So so try that out. Uh, That's a lot less work too. What about you, Mike?
0: I'll start with the walnut one. I just don't think it's as big of an issue as you think it might be. Like, I don't think the walnut is really so light that you can't find wood to match it at the lumber store, like the guys are saying. I just don't think it's that light. I don't know how light walnut gets. I, guess that, I didn't know that was a thing where walnut gets super light over time. What if it's uh, just a top layer. It's like a I'm thing. kind of thinking like – It, it just could very it well be. I think it, it lightens up as it gets – It does lighten up from UV light for sure. I think wood that I it down, it might be good. Yeah, I think he just needs to sand it and he's not going to have any issue. I think it's kind of a non-issue, honestly. I think you sand that wood, you go to the lumber store, get something pretty close. uh, Literally the only person who's going to notice that they aren't the exact same color is a woodworker. So move past it, I think. Um, But the other thing about the tools, um, it really depends on where you're at. But obviously, table saw, man. Dan hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's such an important tool to the shop. It's so central to the shop. Don't don't go cheap there. Uh, I see some guys in, in some shops, and I'm like, man, that's a that's a really crappy table saw. You know, it's a uh, you can definitely get stuff done on those saws. You they can. work for sure. But I, I just it just makes your life so much better to have that nice table saw. But that really goes for a lot of big. To- I mean, a lot of these tools. It's the same thing. I mean, you do this for a living. You want to invest in your tools because your job gets just easier. You don't have to worry about things not working or um, actually, you know, Ben's podcast, they were talking about tool grading and how those things, why things are priced differently. And I can't remember who the original, I, I used to mention this before, but you talk about companies like Jet, Laguna, Powermatic, all these brands, they all come from the same like three factories in Taiwan, the difference between the brands is grading and the grading is based on their, um, tolerances. Tolerances. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) It's based on their tolerances. I mean, one brand is more expensive than the other because they have tighter tolerances and the grading literally, I think it's like a, B, D, F. Like there's like a, there's like four grading levels. So basically anything from that green brand that you can get at home depot, um, they're, their uh, tolerances are really bad. Like you're just there's just a very real, real chance that you buy those tools, and they're, you're just never going to get a square cut off of them. It's very real possibility yep. that you just can't get a square cut off of a Ryobi <laughs> tool or something. Now that doesn't matter if you're framing a house out. So they're great for DIY stuff. But if you're trying to build an armoire or a, or a secretary uh, desk, you're not going to be able to do it with those tools. You just can't. They can't do it. So are you going to do that as a hobbyist? Are you going to build a secretary's desk? No, no, probably not. So you don't really need to worry about it so much. So don't waste your time on those kind of tools. But you're probably going to want to make some pretty cool straight rips and make some, some cutting boards so that table saw thing comes back around again and you probably want to spend the money on it. Even if you're doing this on a hobbyist level, find one that you can kind of know is a good name brand because uh, you kind of want to just not have to – F with that tool and fix it all the time and have to realign it. You just kind of want, I've never had to reset up my soft stop. Never. My Laguna, when I had my Laguna, I set it up one time. I never had to set it up again. It just doesn't go out. My craftsman from the eighties, I would make, I would do a night's worth of cutting and the next day it would be I out quit. and I'd have to realign it. It was so frustrating. And that was one of those things where I got that Laguna and I was like, oh, this does matter when you spend some money on these tools. Now, I didn't get into woodworking to tune up tools all the time. That's not yep. fun at all to me. I want to cut straight pieces of wood off my table saw. So it depends on what you want to do. So for like for me, a lot of the upright tools and the power hand tools are have a lot of money into them because i don't want to deal with it and if they break down i just want to send it back and get it back fixed and in brand new shape i don't want to deal with it i don't have time for that uh do i need a 50 dollars plug cutter no i'll just get the cheapest one on amazon it's dirt cheap you just get the cheap one and use it it's a consumable at that point do i need a super duper nice flathead screwdriver in my shop no, I have the same one I've had since I was eight. Like my dad gave it to me as a throwaway from his nice set of craftsmens or whatever. You know, you just don't need certain things. And he made the point, uh, Sam made the point about the drill driver set. You don't really need them. I don't, I have a really nice drill driver set. I don't even show it. In com- I mean, I feel weird even showing it. like it's such a ridiculous thing to have to, to promote spending that kind of money on a drill driver set. The Ryobi drill driver set. Spins just as well as the Milwaukee or the Festool or the Dewalt. They work just fine. Again, that goes back to what you're doing. I mean, if right. if you're a contractor
2: a mechanic, and you're <laughs> constantly like doing that day in and day out, hour yeah. after hour,
0: maybe I you don't want the Ryobi. I yeah. worked at my family's business uh, at the the dry. They were metal stud and drywall guys. No one, none of those guys used. We wouldn't. If someone showed up to the job site and we handed them a Ryobi, they'd just quit and go to another company. They're not going to use those tools. Those guys won't use the tools. We had two tools on those jobs or three. We'd have Hilti, which is what everyone wanted was the Hilti tools. Um, and we'd have Milwaukee and DeWalt, you know? Yeah. Uh, those were the best tools. And there was a reason. Those things were literally running eight to 12 hours a day and we'd still break them all the time. But we get them replaced really quick because it was a good tool with a good warranty. And that, that's what matters. And Dan's 100% right. It depends on what you're doing. The answer isn't the same for everyone. Like, if I was a scroll saw person, I'd have a pretty dope scroll saw, but I'm not – so I don't have a scroll saw. So it doesn't make any sense. So if I, like, was to go mess around and go grab one, I'd probably just buy – the cheapest one I could find. Which I've had two different scroll saws since I got into woodworking. Two separate times I've gone. I think I want to get into scroll saw work, and then I cut someone's name out and go. I hate this, and I sell it like four <laughs> minutes later. And I've done that twice. I've now. had two like, through my <laughs> shop as well. Yeah, I just I think don't I've have maybe turned on to do one it. of them. I'm like, you know what? That does look really fun, and it does look fun. It's just some of these woodworking things I try to get myself into, and then I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this isn't for me. But that's almost and a
1: hobby on its own, you know. And it, but if that's it your could thing, be, but I don't like right. it. Like so, like <laughs> it's just so, not there's plenty people out there that like. Uh Aaron from Aaron B Designs doesn't even own a table saw. She gets all her stuff S4S, but she does crazy stuff on a CNC. And that's what she spent money on. Everything else is just entry-level grade stuff. So Yeah, it depends like, on what you it, need. it all depends on what you do and what makes sense for you.
0: Yep. So that's a long answer, but yeah, I mean if I was if I was like a a guy who, who on the weekends or professionally made really amazing uh we made really amazing like uh, barbecue. I wouldn't have a really nice Festool drill driver set. I'd have a really nice smoker. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. To, like, it depends on what you do with your time. So there's certain things you do and don't need. I think that for woodworking on any level, I think that Pete's example is is kind of extreme. Obviously, she she's getting away with uh, without needing a table saw. I think pretty much everyone needs a table saw on any level for the woodworking. Well,
1: but it's so, an example. But you like, can get you know, away from that's it. That's no, yeah, the focus. Sure. That's an extreme yeah, no, example not, because like
0: – I agree with you yeah. 100%. So anyway, that's a very long answer for that. But uh, it's all relative.
1: Whatever <laughs> so. you find reaching for the most in your shop is probably a thing you need to upgrade next.
0: Yeah. So what – How? What's so, dire- if it's a business, what direction do you want to take your business in? Yeah. I wanted to have automation involved in my business. So I took my business in that direction. So anyway, it doesn't matter. Long story is get the tools. That you use the most and spend money on them. If you don't use a lot of flathead uh, screwdrivers, don't spend a lot of money on them. So, um, anyways, that's kind of the show.
1: That is the show.
0: We can't end
2: it's on old flat old. flathead screwdriver hate.
1: Why? They're the worst. Uh, so useless. I don't have enough flat. Are you going to make a lot of electricians mad? But everything, oh, man, electrical is flathead. So dumb. That is and also dumb. Phillips head. Also dumb.
2: Torx or GTFO. Torx.
0: Did you know that Yo. you can get Torx pocket heads or pocket hole screws from Miles? What? Grant? What? Yeah, they have them really? on Amazon. I just found them today. I just ordered a what? bunch of them. I hate oh. those Craig ones. Those square drivers are trash. I hate those. You know,
1: I'll take a square, a good square, that one, a screw that won't strip. I'll take a square over a Phillips head. Honestly, eh,
2: I like my wise. screws to strip. If you know what I
0: mean.
1: <laughs> Girl, stop throwing
0: ones at my screws. Dunlap, come on.
1: Welcome to beard Dan.
0: Yeah, Milescraft, they have the all the sizes, coarse and fine, with a Torx head. I was like, I'm, I'm just Hey first girl, you looking
1: fine. Sorry. <laughs> well I hate the show. Dan's trying to get some Torx head. Mike, take us out of here. <laughs> Guys,
0: gals. <laughs> oh God, Pete. I hate the show. Guys man. and gals. You guys are the best. Go get entered in the – if you're a patron, go get entered in the uh, Tumblr giveaway. Um, just poke myself in the Not hand. the website, but <laughs> <about> the cups. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support, guys. Please be sure to share the show if you can. You know, we'd like to get some new people in here. It's always fun when we get new people, especially – look, the people that engage, we love you so much. Oh if God, you've so much ever not engaged with the show – Yeah, like if you haven't engaged with – just engage with us. There's like nothing – we just love it. Like it's awesome. Like – and I'm not saying tell us how much you love the show. Just ask us questions. Get some questions into the show. Write in. Say something you didn't like. I don't know if that's possible. But uh, write something in that you didn't like or that you did like or whatever. Just do what you got to do anyway. Interact with the show. And, then and those, uh, get those ridiculous reviews in. <laughs> yeah. Get those reviews. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how we need a song for the reviews, and I'm so glad Dan was able to sing that new intro for us. I'm so excited about editing this tonight. I'm just so pumped. Anyway, uh, yeah, get us those reviews in. Make sure they make no sense. Make sure they're five stars, and make sure there's a, they're about itching because that seems to be a theme we're running about.
3: So yeah. um,
2: it's really concerning how much
1: many of are about itching. S- send in some questions. Send in some honestly. Ask the questions you're always afraid to ask. Right? Like, Am I supposed to itch here? I don't know. Is, yeah, am I supposed to itch here? or Why flat, is this so itchy? Is it okay to like flathead screwdrivers? It's no. not.
0: We'll answer it right not. now. <laughs> um, anyway, go check us all out on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Etsy. Check out the podcast Etsy. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast YouTube, please do that. That would help us a lot. We're trying to get to 1,000 subs over there so we can monetize this thing. Um, and yeah, you can just support us in a bunch of ways, and choose how you want to. And just listening is one. If we
2: monetize sure. this thing, more tumblers are coming. Oh yeah, more tumblers.
0: Every
1: Please. day I'm tumbling.
0: <laughs> All right. Nope. That was uh, mediocre for sure. Everyone hey! have a great night. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye bye, bye. bye. bye.
4: Bye. Love
2: you long time.